0: Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Predictive Content Analytics Software, Inbound Writer, and online proofing and collaboration platform, Proof HQ. Now, here are your hosts, from Oracle Marketing Cloud, Chris Moody, and from Uber Flip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Content Pros Podcast. I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip. Typically I'm joined by Chris Moody from Oracle Marketing Cloud, but we're going to do this one-on-one today with myself and Jeff Sloots from EMMA. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Uh, why Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at EMMA?
2: Sure, sure. So at EMMA, we are an email marketing software and services provider. We're based in Nashville. Uh, that helps organizations and companies of, of all sizes build smarter more effective email programs um, so on a product level you know we have the powerful tools you need like automation and dynamic content and of course you know hundreds of, of templates but we also have uh, a whole team of folks who, who sort of live email strategy every day and are passionate about helping our clients and customers get the best results Um They also have to be pretty fun to work with, but, you know, I'm probably biased. Um, As for me personally, Emma, I I lead the team responsible for writing the majority of our content. Um, So that's everything from website, blog, guides, infographics, social media, the whole nine. Um, So basically there's a content piece coming from Emma. I've uh, either written it, edited it, or had my hands on it in some way.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And, and you know, both myself and, and Chris, who's usually on the show with me, can kind of uh, sympathize with you that, you know, working in the marketing department for marketing software is big pressure because everyone's looking at you and expecting you to do it right. Um, so how do you kind of, you know, find talent who's, you know, able to come in and perform at that high level to set both what you're doing, but also lead by example.
2: Sure, sure. Um, You're right, there is is a little bit of of pressure there and kind of a weird meta thing when you're an email marketing company, um, sending email marketing that's talking about email. Um, So sending a really great email is obviously a must for us or else we lose all credibility with our audience, right? So, um, because if we're not doing email right, then a, why would they listen to anything else we have to say about marketing? And B, why would they want to try our, our product at all? So, um, we really focus on email marketing and kind of incorporating those concepts that we're that we're actually writing about um, and doing it doing it so well that it kind of looks effortless and that you don't know it. Um, but as far as finding talent, you know, our team, you know, I'm lucky to work on a team that's got that's that's super 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 smart. And like I said, it's kind of the kind of thing we do every day, so we really focus on staying kind of on the cutting edge of, like, best practices in email design, email copy, um, email writing. And, and frankly, you know, we don't get it right every time. We try to, but that's the thing is, like, you know, with, with so much data out there, you can kind of see what's working what's not um, and sort of adjust your strategy from one send to the next.
1: That's, that's, a, that's great and, and I, I can definitely feel that pain, and especially when you don't do it right, you have all those eyeballs looking at you. But as you, as you touched on with you know being able to use metrics and use data, what are some of the, the tools that you're using you know either built into Emma or or with other tools within other platforms that you're using to help you understand what's working and what's not from your efforts today?
2: Sure. Um, So when it comes from an email standpoint, you know, we use our own Emma response data. Um, So that's everything from what everybody's looking at from opens and clicks. um, It's also looking at how uh, our certain segments have performed and how, you know, when we segment out our audience, what what are the the types of content that they're actually clicking on? Um, What call-to-action buttons are they responding to? What headlines are working? What subject lines? So we're really digging into all of that data and and collecting that, and and that way we kind of know um, what's resonating with them? And it's not so much what we want to say, but it's what do they want to hear? What type of content do they want to get from us? How can we help them? Um, so that's, I think that's the key part of our data. It kind of helps us learn more about our audience and how they want to be communicated with. Um, beyond an email standpoint, I'll actually, uh, I'll, Randy, I'll give you a quick, quick plug here, because we use Uberflip um, for our blog and things. And so that has some really great um, response data baked in so we can kind of see um, you know, if someone clicked on and read a blog post, what's the, what's the post they read next? What's, um, what are the content pieces are they looking at? What, what content pieces actually resulted in them becoming a lead or joining our email list? Um, so it's kind of interesting. You know, it's not, it's not just one platform in the marketing world today. It's, it's any number of platforms all working together because, you know, you're communicating in so many different ways that you kind of have to have several different platforms and several different partners that you're relying on in order to do your best work. That's
1: that's interesting, and and thanks uh, thanks for that call out. You guys are, uh, are are making us look good out there, so so we appreciate that too. Um, I I want to come back to this idea of a platform, but you know one thing I'm sure people are always struggling with. I know we always wonder is what is the best content to put into an email. Um, you know, and, and given you guys are, you know, the email platform plus, you know, you obviously need to use email marketing for content. What do you find is the best format to put in there? Is it is it strictly blog posts? Um, you know, I know you're big on webinars. Um, yeah, I'd love to talk about that a little later. What's the format of content, and how do you determine which content to lead with with that hero image?
2: For us, it's really um, it'll it'll vary. Um, But it it really starts with the value, right? So our larger content pieces, um, so not so much a blog post but more like a a guide or a white paper or an infographic or something like that um, that we produce are really important for us because it kind of both shows our thought leadership um, and they're great for lead gen purposes as well. And we find that those are the things that our audiences um, most respond to. I think it's because, you know, they're – they're more likely to share it engage with it more so than, say, an average blog post because there's kind of some real weight and meat to it. And hopefully it's both um, valuable and entertaining enough to, to be worth their time and, and worth a share. Um, plus, you know, for us, too, those larger pieces then trickle down and kind of feed into our other content, whether that's blog posts, social media, and so on. Um, so I think leading with those big pieces when we have them are is key. And also just kind of in, when it comes to email content in general, Really just having one goal. I think what I see too much of is people trying to cram everything into a single email, right? But when it comes down to it, people don't have time. They're only scanning your email. So have that have that big hero image, have that, that compelling headline, really communicate clearly what the value of this piece is and why I you know we're showing up in your inbox today. Um, so that they can quickly see the scan and, and kind of determine whether or not this piece is worth their time and hopefully it is, and they and they click on it and dive in. Um, so I think whether it is a blog post or a big piece or um, or something like a quick, quick and digestible, really communicating that value clearly, so that they don't have to hunt and kind of figure out what it is, because people just don't have time anymore. They're they're getting bombarded with emails, um, and inboxes are just crazy right now, so they want to see quickly and clearly what they're getting and and whether or not they should devote any more time to it.
1: That's uh, that's definitely true. I've I've seen that too often where I I open up an email and it feels like it's a, you know a 10 page essay. Sure. Um, yeah. But it's, it's also a good time to, to introduce one of our sponsors, uh, and, and it's Inbound Writer, and they're, they're really going to be the ones to help you figure out what content to even write before you write it. So when you're looking to wh- for which content is put into that email, used within your campaigns, we want you to consider Inbound Writer. Uh, it's a content analysis tool that forecasts how your content will perform based on real time analysis of your site, your competition, and even search engine behaviors. Inbound Writer will help you remove all that guesswork from content creation, increase traffic, and decrease wasted time. If you want to try a free month of their platform, go to inboundwriter.com slash content pros offer. So, Jeff, I want to I want to go back to, to something that you were talking about before, which is you know, using various different tools at your arsenal. You know, you've you've kind of built you know, beyond just using Emma, which I'm sure is is core to your, your go-to-market. But um you know what how do you kind of see that evolving today? I mean we're I my opinion is we're kind of going away from this one single platform that serves all and the market are needing to build the platform that's best for them. How do you how do you weigh in on that?
2: Oh I, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, for us at emma i mean yes we use our own own product and and we use emma to send out our email marketing but um we also use marketo um for some of our more advanced nurturing series that we're doing and, and for like lead scoring and lead and lead gen purposes and and i think that's that's because you know frankly that's not that's not what emma does and certain platforms are better at one thing than another and so i think as a marketer you have to be willing to expand and kind of, and, and use those other platforms in order to do your best work. And when it comes to like, you know, content, um, you know, having a resource center is also super important to us. And, and that's, that's obviously not something that we can, we do at Emma, we're an email marketing company. Um, so having that kind of content resource center is, is super cool because it helps kind of elevate that content and make, make it more discoverable and, you know, when you, you know, when you're on the internet, you always fall into rabbit holes and you find yourself an hour later, like looking at, you know, one video to the next. And then, so how cool is that if someone is able to do that with your own content? I think that's, the, you know, that's such a cool goal to like say, oh, to jump from one thing to the next and, and to have all that content there in one place that they can see it is really, really exciting and, and, and really, um, it's been really valuable for us. Um, so again, like, you know, just having those those different platforms and those different tools, and and, and realizing the strengths of them and, and utilize them to the best of your capability is, and being flexible with them as well, um, and being willing to pivot. That's 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 very important for Mark because things are changing all the time, and so you gotta you gotta go with the platforms that make the most sense for you with your goals and with your strategy.
1: That's great. That's great. It's it's a great it's. More and more I'm hearing that out there and its I think it's a mixture of technology and team. And one of the things I was surprised when we were you know, kind of doing some research on you guys before this recording is how, how lean your team is. Um, maybe you can just kind of give us an idea. I mean, a lot of people, if they, if they checked out your content, would be amazed that you actually only have two dedicated writers. Uh, <laughs> can you tell us about, about how you make that work and how you get so much great content out?
2: Lots and lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Um, No, it's um, you know we have two dedicated writers, but we're not the sole contributors of content, Emma. We're we're firm believers in that you know everyone from product to sales. everyone around the house has interesting and compelling ideas and, and we love to have them contribute to our content. And I, and I think that's a way to, to also get more folks around the house excited about your content and help them kind of be brand advocates for you and actually um, get their stuff out there. Cause if you're featuring them in their, in your content and they're helping you with, with writing or, or, or being on a webinar, um, then that gets them excited about it too. And they and, and your own employees can be, um, some of your best brand advocates. So, so yes, we have two writers and, um, we, we try to, we get our hands on everything cause obviously not everyone is a writer even though we want them to, to write for us. So we definitely do do some editing there um, when we have outside contributors. But, um, you know, it's, it's all, it's about just really figuring out, we kind of figured out a while ago, like what our audience likes to see from us and kind of being able to work fast and, and provide value and be clear. That's kind of our sweet spot. Um, that's, that's how we're able to kind of turn around things quickly. And we have just a really, really talented team of both um, other content contributors and designers that, that, that help help us as writers uh, look good. So it, it really is a larger team effort to uh, crank out the content for sure.
1: Yeah, that's that's for sure. And and I and I love that idea of, of relying on your team. Um you know, that's something we do here at UberFlip for sure. You know, if if you follow people like Ann Hanley, she talks all about that, that the you know, there shouldn't be a content manager. You know, you need a team who is content minded. Um how do you how do you encourage that from salespeople? I mean those are You know, in some organizations, you know, it's it's a little harder. Obviously, in, in each of our businesses, people understand the importance of content. But how do you, you know, is there any little tricks you do to kind of encourage that content creation from others on your team?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to, um, especially when it comes to more tailored pieces, that's when we really like to involve the sales team. So like um, if we have, you know, sales folks who are focused on selling to universities or folks that are focused on selling to agencies, it's really going to them and saying, Hey, look, you're the expert here. You're talking to our, to this audience every day. You know what the pain points are, you know, what would be most helpful to them. Um, You know what they want to hear or what they, what they Want to hear from us and what is most compelling to them. So it's really roping roping them in and saying, look, you know, you're the expert here. So, so what are you seeing? What are those conversations that you're having every day that we can really surface and, and talk about and kind of, um, put our own spin on and, and, and put out our own thought leadership there. And, and it helps them, um, it also helps them with their sales too so that you know when they're when they're communicating with folks it's like it's hey we have we know this is a, this is a pain point for you we actually have this helpful piece of content that can help you out and and we can mean it when we say that because because we know we've been in those conversations and we and we've specifically put together this piece of content to address those pain points and this is actually helpful to you it's not necessarily a hard sale it's a little bit about building up that, that good karma that, hey, we really do have your best interest at, at heart and we want to see you do your best marketing.
1: That's great. And, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you know, we, we talked earlier about how do you measure content and, you know, you, you talked about some of the different tools that you're using for that. But one of the things I know you believe in as well is you know, that not all content is going to have a direct outcome short short term. You know, we also often forget about the importance of just building a brand. So how, how do you guys kind of, sell that to the to the higher ups in in uh, Emma to say listen we we need content not just for the next lead but to actually establish who we are in the market.
2: Luckily for us um that really is a top down thing our 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 CEO Clint Smith he he's a he's a marketer at heart and he he gets that, you know, like the Emma voice really is it started off as, as Clint's own voice, it's personal, it's human and he really understands yeah. it like that, look, you know, Obviously, as a marketing department, we want to get more leads and and help our sales team to convert more of those leads. And and we are looking at those numbers. We're looking at, you know, how many people are filling out, uh, you know, the gated content pieces or how many opens and clicks our emails get, how many visits our blog posts get. Um, But we really try not to get too caught up in that hard data all the time because, you know, we're always keeping in mind that, you know, if someone doesn't click on an email or a blog post, maybe they at least saw that and maybe they said, hey, you know, I don't really have time to look at this right now, but these guys are producing a really cool thing, and they seem really smart, and, and that kind of impression um, is really important to us, and it can't really be measured in hard numbers. Um, I think it is. it get, kind of goes back to to that, that that good karma thing I was talking about, too, where it's just like, hey, like look at that company. They're doing some neat stuff, and I might not necessarily be in the market for an email marketing uh, provider right now, but maybe when it comes time, if they are, that Emma pops top of mind because they saw some cool piece of content we did sometime. Okay.
1: Absolutely, no, that's, that's the right attitude and you know, sometimes you're going to have you know, that content that's just going to build your brand and sometimes you're going to have that content that's going to build leads. Um, you know, I, know, right. I know one of those big lead, uh, lead generation pieces for you guys is your modern marketers field guide. Maybe you can kind of just talk about how that kind of came to be um, but maybe before you go there, even what, what is the goal behind that guide?
2: Sure, sure. So uh, the modern marketers' field guide—it kind of came about um, because we were talking about, you know, are our, our the various kind of key, important um, new tools that, that email marketers can use in several different places. So we had—we we talked about automation, we talked about, you know, dynamic content, segmentation, subject lines, and various spots. And we're like, you know what? We don't really have a thing where we put all this thought leadership together in one place. So that's kind of where, and then, and then when the field guide came about, we're like. Man, that kind of could be a cool, fun way of presenting that content. Kind of, you know, using that idea of like, kind of like a nature type thing, where it's like, you know, we're talking about automation, how you would recognize it, and what its behaviors are. And so it's kind of a cool way of like presenting that type of content. Um, so the thing with the, with the Fuel Guide series is that, um, you know, it's, it's presented, it's, it's all about automation, dynamic content, the, the cutting edge email, email marketing uh, tools that are out there, but it's presented in a really kind of digestible and entertaining way. And we're creating different versions of it for different uh, subsets of our audience. So, you know, we have one for the general marketers out there and then one for agencies, one for retailers, and one coming very soon for universities. And that, kind of, that level of you know, personalization is super important to us from a content standpoint because you know, there's so much noise out there that it's more important than, uh, than ever to create content that's relevant and really targeted to those folks in your audience. So um, in this case, it's, it's tailoring the content and the field guide to, to kind of uh, address those specific pain points that we know those different audiences are having and tweaking you know, some of the imagery to reflect the kind of emails that they're likely to send and that they're seeing in their inbox and, you know, in, in adjusting the language throughout to match their industry or field. So, you know, it allows us to say, you know, when someone in our audience says, you know, I need help with email marketing. I'm a university. How can I make my content more compelling? How can I get more people to open and click? We can say, oh, hey, we have just the thing for you and kind of hand them the, the that version of the field guide that fits them best. That's great.
1: That's uh, You know, one of the things that, it, that I always wonder, and, and I see this as a challenge internally, is we all want to have, you know, I'm going to call the modern marketing field guide, you're big rock. You know, it's a, a sure. term by Jason Miller that I, that I love, you know. which is it's the center that, that we draw people into. At what point did you create one versus start to create these personalized versions? And, and did you wait to have the proof to go create the other ones or did you say right away, okay, we've got to have a whole bunch of these for our different markets. Let's just go full steam ahead. So I guess the question is how much data did you use versus how much gut?
2: Uh, for this, it was, it was straight gut because we kind of decided from the get-go when we, were, when we were coming up with the concept for the piece that we wanted to do these as um, different, different pieces, so different personalized pieces. So we kind of created the initial um, field guide with that in mind of um, realizing that you know, we'd have to scale this somewhat. So, you know, it's templatizing it a little bit and knowing that way because you know, we are a lean team. So how can we, how can we spin this around and tailor it and target it to different audiences quickly? Um, so that it wouldn't suck up so much time and so many resources. So we kind of did in the initial creation process lay out how would we do this for different audiences, and I think that's very important so that it wasn't it wasn't us just like winging on a fly like hey we created this hey that was really cool um, maybe we should do that for them maybe we should do that for them and then and then you know and, and f- kind of figuring it out as we go. Now there's certainly a time and place for that because that happens all the time. Um, but with this particular content piece, it was something we decided on. From the get-go, because that you know when you have a lean team, it can be it can, it can be tough to scale some of that sometimes because you know you have different competing priorities and and, and so much time to do it. Um, so really having that plan in place ahead of time was key for us, um, and and thankfully it has worked it has worked out. It's been a popular piece, and we've been able to to kind of get more legs out of it by you know we can break out certain components to use, whether that's in a blog post or in a webinar. Um, it's really had a nice trickle down into other areas of our content and really been a, a valuable series for us.
1: That's, that's. I definitely want to touch on that in one second. I also want to just introduce another one of our sponsors, and that's ProofHQ. ProofHQ is going to help you with that process of getting the right approvals and edits done as you're creating content. Whether it's you know, do we have to make the logo bigger? Is it whether we have the best photo in there? Really, what you're able to do is remove all that internal drama by using ProofHQ. It's a web-based system that allows everyone on your team to instantly collaborate on content execution. You can work together seamlessly on blog posts, ebooks, slide share, all the content Jeff and I are talking about right, right here. You'll be more productive and, and more creative. Check out their trial at Bitly ProofHQ. So you were just touching on, you know, you go and you create this big rock. And in your case, that's the Modern Marketer's Field Guide, which is an ebook. book um, But now you're able to use it in different forms of content to kind of fill that content void. How, you know, what else have you created that into? I mean, do you have infographics? What else have you done? And where was the most easiest and logical place to go next?
2: So... Uh the most easiest and logical place to go was into our blog content because we were able to kind of piece that out. Um, so when, when we were kind of creating big rock content, it really works both ways, honestly. So sometimes we'll, we'll create the 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 big rock, and then we can piece it out and provide more traffic back to that particular piece. Um, and then other times we'll realize, or we'll see, like, hey, we've created, we've done a series of of different blog posts um, that are kind of related to similar thing, like to audit, like the Our um, we have an automation white paper. Uh, and that's how that came about, where we had several blog pieces of, like, you know what, when we combine this, this really has a strong point of view and a lot of great, helpful tips um, for our audience. So let's just, like, let's compile it all together in a kind of a cool, new, entertaining format. Um, so it's kind of, you know, being goes both ways when it comes to that. Um, another way... That, that works is with our with our webinars that also happens both ways a lot of our great thought leadership is coming from our, our webinars and that trickles down into our blog posts and sometimes into our big rock content and vice versa some stuff that we write will end up in our webinars and webinars are actually something that have taken on kind of an increased importance for us we didn't used to do a whole lot of them but then a couple years ago we, we started kind of dipping a toe in again and seeing some really amazing results because the thing is, there are a lot of really, really crappy webinars out there. So we kind of saw it as an opportunity to, um, to do it right, you know, and really pack it with value and personality. And, you know, too often folks, I feel like, use a webinar as an excuse to totally, like, zone out and, and snooze for an hour or something. So um, so we were like, you know what, no, let's actually make this useful and make it engaging. And, and, you know, we have a lot. This kind of goes back to involving folks around the house we have a lot of really smart, funny people here. So we said, why not let's put these folks front and center in, in a live webinar form. And not only will we deliver some great content that we think will help some people, but it also lets us show a little bit of our brand and, and some of the people behind it. And we've even started branching out where we're involving folk, like some partners of ours and friends of ours. You know, yesterday we actually had a really awesome webinar with, um, Scott Stratton, and Allison Kramer, uh, of unmarketing. We had a, had a really fun, it's
1: a great lineup.
2: Yeah. Really, really fun Q and a with them. And, um, Saw a ton of engagement. A lot of great tips came out of that. Um, social media was 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 blowing up, and so it was a really run, It was a quick piece that came together. It was a fun thing to do, and it really resonated with folks. So um, this has really been working out for us.
1: That's great and you know just just out of curiosity uh, you know for some people they may be overwhelmed at how do you kind of fill that webinar with you know exciting speakers and you know speakers who are outside of your company how, how do you guys go about getting a guy like Scott um, you know enticed to, to do a webinar with
2: Emma well, Scott, well, we we actually sponsor the Unpodcast, so that so we do, <laughs> <laughs> so that came came about pretty easily. Um, but no, they're great. We love working with those guys, and and that that's the reason we we sponsor them is is because they're doing so much great stuff and putting and and they're really aligned kind of with how we think about marketing, and and so um, it was kind of a natural partnership for us to 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 start working with those folks. But really, it's about you know, it's, it's, it's really about the stuff, you know, who are we, who are we reading? Who do we respect or out there? Who's, who's talking about the same types of things we're talking about. Um, and that's kind of, we, we hosted a, um, our very first marketing conference it was called marketing United last April. And that's kind of how we came about pulling the speakers together. We said, you know, Hey, who, who are we, who are we interested in? Who do we, who do we like to, to read? Who's putting out the valuable content? And luckily, you know, we had, come far enough as a brand that when we reached out to him it wasn't like hey who the heck are these guys like people were really excited to be a part of it and so we had we had a really great lineup and um you know jay bear was the, spoke for us and Anne Hanley and, and scott was there and um so we had a really really great crew come together and so it kind of started um forging those relationships and, and we're really excited to to do more with those folks
1: that's awesome. The great, great lineup for for that event, and you know, I think it comes back to the point you said earlier, which is it's not always about a lead; it's about you know, building your brand. And you know, you guys have obviously built a brand that these guys uh, want to be aligned with. So, uh, congrats on that. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to wrap up with one one last fun question we always ask people. Um, you know, you're know, you obviously loving what you're doing from the sounds of it, but try and taking you back to when you were a kid. And, and what did you want to be? Did it have anything to do with content, or was it something a lot more uh, you know, dreamy in some sense?
2: <laughs> Nothing to do with content. Um, I wanted to be a marine biologist. I was fascinated by you know sharks and whales and all that stuff so i was a kid that created like the full display of a great whites physiology and like hunting behaviors for the school science fair and stuff but then i got a little older i realized i didn't really want a job where there's a chance i could end up being hunted so (laughs) plus i'm not that strong of a swimmer so you know shark week is is good enough for me now so um Backup plan was to enter the NBA draft, but, you know, you're you're lucky if you can slide a piece of paper underneath me when I jump, so, <laughs> uh, so I became a writer.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were going to tell me earlier that you were a George Costanza fan from Seinfeld as the marine biologist. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thanks so much uh, for joining us today. Um, I encourage everyone to take a look at Emma's content. Uh, They're doing some great stuff. Um, I thank everyone for joining in and listening to this uh, episode of of Content Pros. Uh, Please subscribe to Content Pros, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, contentprospodcast.com, anywhere you find a a podcast, we're listed. And please join us again. I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip typically joined by Chris Moody from Oracle Marketing Cloud and this is Content Pros.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Oracle Marketing Cloud, Uberflip, HQ, and Inbound Writer, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast Imaging by audiobed.com.